It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Having It All a podcast that explores the question, can we really have it all in life? My name is Matthew Bivens, and I believe that having it all means viewing life through a lens of abundance and love. You see, it's not about having anything, but instead about how we experience ourselves, other people, and life itself. In this podcast, my guests and I explore what having it all and creating your ideal life actually look like. We talk about the joy and contentment when you feel like you have it all, however it is that you define it. And we also talk about the profound and sometimes uncomfortable situations that you frequently must go through in order to create that ideal life. My goal with this podcast is that you walk away from each episode with new lessons that you can apply to your life, as well as real, raw stories of what having it all can look like. I want to spark the flame in your mind that asks, what does it look like to have it all in my life? So with that, join me in having it all. How are you showing up in life as a leader? In this conversation, I'm talking with Amy Baylog on the topic that has ignited her passion, what she calls leading from center. Amy has made a career out of teaching folks how to become more authentic and influential leaders. And although she serves business leaders in her work, the principles and insights that she shares with me can be applied to all of us. Why? Because we are all leaders in some way in our lives whether that's at home, at the office, in our community, or even in our families. So with that, let's get into it. Today, I am speaking with Amy Baylog. Amy is an organizational and leadership consultant, coach, speaker, and writer. Before launching her company, Connection Point, Amy spent 17 years working in the information technology and management consulting industry, selling complex project services and providing delivery oversight. Amy has worked with CEOs to frontline managers in Fortune 500 companies. From this work, Amy authored in-depth case studies outlining the -the behind-the-scenes leadership and engagement challenges that blocked or empowered change. Amy is originally from Youngstown, Ohio, and has lived in Atlanta for over 20 years. She lives in the beautiful suburb of Dunwoody with her husband, Chad, and two old cats that rule the house. Now, I am extra excited for this interview with Amy because Amy and I are friends. We've known each other for a number of years now, and I've had the supreme pleasure of experiencing Amy's work, which I know to be incredibly uh, transformational. So with that, I want to welcome Amy Baylog to the show. Amy, how are you being today? Uh, well, I'm being uh, in my center. How about that? That's where I am today. Yeah, uh, I love it. <laughs> it's, a, it's an honor to be with you, Matthew. You've got um, a beautiful energy. I recognize it the first time we met. And then when we worked that half day together, uh, I, was, I was impressed with how deep, deep you could go and make, you know, articulate so much meaning uh, in your life. You know, it was a wonderful day. It was an absolutely wonderful day. So I'm happy to be on the show. 
Wow. Wow. Thank you for, man, you're making me blush over here. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was a, that was an awesome intro for me. Thank you. <laughs> and I just realized I didn't mention your whole name. I, I just said, Amy, um, your name is Amy Baylog and uh, your business is Connection Point. So if, if those listening are like, you only said her first name. Well, now I said the full thing, yeah. Amy Baylog. So Amy, you do some pretty heavy work with uh, businesses and leader, excuse me, businesses and organizations. Um, you're not just helping them improve those external factors in their business. You're really getting into the messy stuff of working on who they are being as people. So can you briefly talk to me about the work that you do and how you got into it? Well, the work that I do is I help uh people lead from their center. And, uh, that's actually a purpose really I feel for my life. And it, it organically grew in me actually. It's you know, sometimes Matthew, our purpose, you know, we don't have to go find it. Sometimes our purpose finds us. And in, um, you know, meetings from over 20 years ago, I, I watched people that were incredibly smart in these rooms, in these companies, uh, consultant teams that I would bring in and client teams. And I was impressed with everybody in the room. And there wasn't an issue with how smart everybody was. It was just the courage that everyone had to have to lead uh, from a deeper part of themselves with higher intention to have more courageous conversations, greater candor, uh, support each other more. And see each other, not just through what they were doing in their jobs, but through their talent. I was recognizing all those things uh, were potentially gaps. And I was fascinated with that years ago in my old career when I was leading sales and uh, doing sales in, in the consulting and, you know, project industry. And I case studied it. It was fascinating to me. And I, there wasn't a lot written on it back then. There was only like Stephen Covey and things like that. But uh, I just became a student of it and a student of this desire that leaders and organizations can be very intentional about the environment they create to get the results they want. And um, so essentially that is what really the seed planted in me. And then I think your other part of the question was how I got into what I'm doing today. Was yeah. that correct? Okay. So uh, – Well, it was a little bit of a perfect storm. When I uh, when when the industry the industry I was in, which was the consulting industry, was going through a bit of a crisis in 2007, 2008, as so was most of the country with financial meltdown. I was with a firm, and uh, they decided that they were going to change directions, and people were going to have we were we were making decisions, and I could have remained, but I decided to maybe look elsewhere. And I was in an interview with another large, large, large global company, uh, kind of going back to some earlier footprint in my career. And I'm in the middle of the interview, Matthew, and I, I just heard myself talking to myself. And I said, <laughs> what am I doing here? It was one of those kind of moments of why am I doing this? And wow. I looked at the interview and I don't think I actually heard the guy's question. And he just looked at me for a minute and I said to him, I'm sorry, I'm wasting your time. I shouldn't be here. And uh, it was kind of a, a bizarre, but amazing watershed moment right in the middle of an interview. And I, and the funny thing about it is I ended up just, coming clean with him and saying, I don't think I want to do any of this anymore. And we ended up having this transition from having this very formal conversation to almost like a life conversation right there. And I, I almost think I talked him out of his own job. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> real. But I went home and I freaked out my husband and uh, said, you know, I, I don't know what I want to do precisely, but I know it's in the field of helping organizations and leaders transform and mm. whatever words I want to put into it. But I was 42 years old at the time and the economy was collapsing. But I said, I don't think there's any other time in my life, any other window or door to walk through, but just do it now. And I'm willing to put it all on the line to do it. 
So that's how it all started. And I, I really had to uh, examine my own intentions before I could help anybody else examine theirs. And uh, so I spent a year, I turned one of my rooms in my house into a war room and I went out to all my business network and said, I'm going to do this and I'll just work for free, you know, just to, just to see what this is all about and shape this. And that's how it all got started in 2008. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. So there was a conversation where you just found the courage. Found the courage to just be open and honest with not only yourself, but the person you were sitting in front of. Um, is that is that something that you've done in the past? Is that a pattern that you've had of sort of that self-reflection and then making those bold decisions? I don't know if it was the the pattern I had early in my career. I think the pattern my early in my career was to try to do what was best in those environments. I think my entire life I've always been self-reflective, yet I don't think I always let that come out. Mm. So... You can call it a midlife crisis. I don't really frame it as that as at all. I think is as we get older, we become more into who we really, really want to be. And that drum beats a little bit louder every year. And I think I was just gotten to a point where I wanted to heed the call. And I had a unique opportunity where I could see that I could take the risk financially personally, and I could, um, you know, I, I knew what trade-offs I was willing to make. They were very clear to me. And I realized I was in a window of time in my life that the door was, the, the from the world circumstances, it never looked good. But from the circumstances inside myself, it looked right. And sometimes when we're going to take risks in life, it's never going to feel, it's never going to feel perfect at the mm, time yeah. that you do it. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that, but the courage, uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. I, I just think it was something that was so pronounced and you just had to get done. <laughs> I don't know that's the best way you can explain it sometimes. I think that anyone out there who has faced that moment of just feeling torn and you, you, you feel pulled in one direction, but the fear is there. And if you've plucked up the courage to actually do it, they absolutely get what you just shared. They get mm -hmm. it because because it, it does feel like that, you know, you're being called. You're being called to something. Yet what you've been doing for a number for, for a number of years or your entire life is taking you in one direction. But your calling is pulling in you another direction. That's right. And what I to just add on to that, I think when the when it did really hit me, when that calling hit me, I realized it was it it what everything wasn't set up perfectly in my life at the time but it was set up enough to go ahead and walk down that road and i never regretted it mm. so talk to me about what it means to lead from center not from circumstances well when i first opened my leadership practice one of the very first things i got certified in was emotional intelligence and that's a big field and if 
anyone who's listening is a purveyor of leadership books and behavioral books, emotional intelligence, this is a pretty well-known term. And it's been around since the 90s when Daniel Coleman coined it. And I thought, wow, this would be great because I felt that was sort of the uh, mindset is that was missing, you know, the mindset and application that was missing in a lot of the meetings I was watching over the years. And there should be a way to practically digest it. But what I learned when I started my practice is, if you think about it, I started my practice in 2008. I've never been running my own work, my own practice in a truly healthy economy. There was always crisis. And I was meeting these leaders who were in the succession line for these companies completely burned out. I mean, they're at such a high compression point for change in these companies, and many still are today. They are, they're trying to raise their families, and they're trying to work extremely hard, and they feel like they can't give enough to anyone, and they feel like uh, they don't always get to, to have the impact on the things that matter the most, either at work or at home, and they're running pretty hard, and in a sense, kind of losing the sense of themselves in the process. And so if you go and say, okay, I want to help with some emotional intelligence skills, but I also learned that how to proceed that was to help them find themselves again in a way and not in a you know deep psychological analysis way. We're talking about just helping people understand the why that's inside of them. Mm, yeah. And, yeah. and to understand that uh, they have more possibility inside of them than they realize they have bigger options inside of them and they don't have to be everything to everybody and they don't have to say yes to so many things and they don't have to be perfect and uh, they just have to know themselves in a way that has great self-compassion attached to it and great self-awareness and they, they can be a better leader and pick their moments more wisely so it's sort of uh, it's a shift from uh understanding the environment in yourself well enough to know how to give back to the environment that's maybe very chaotic around you. So I, I didn't disband any emotional intelligence training that I got. I, I kept that with me, but I, I made a, a nuanced but powerful shift in saying, okay, my leaders have to understand. And so did I, I, I had to take my own medicine. Now what is your center? And your center is the place of your greatest possibility inside of yourself where you can understand the facets, or I call them specifically clarifiers of your why. And when you and I worked together, Matthew, that half day, we got to pretty deep, some good aspects of that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a couple of things. When you know your center, you really know your value system extremely well. You talk about carrying that picture of your value cards around. There's a lot of ways to, articulate and get to what your values are. And I help my clients do that in a number of ways. You experienced a specific way when we were together in that day. But once you know your values, typically you know your values sort of set up your boundaries in your life and that if someone truly values family, for instance, and they're not having space at all in their life for family, then that's going to create a pressure. That means that there's a boundary you haven't honored. Another way of the part of another clarifier, for example, is the lessons we've learned in life is they speak to us all the time, consciously, unconsciously. We take the key lessons forward. And sometimes when I bring leaders into a team environment and we talk about the lessons as you experienced, I think that day we did that was Oh, that's why you do that because you learned that lesson 10 years ago. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Still using it today. Sometimes leaders will have lessons and I've seen this commonly. They've learned something and they've learned it so intensely that they, they do the opposite thing for the rest of their life. <laughs> and so just to understand how our lessons speak to us. Uh, another piece of our center is what drives and motivates us. And there's, uh, there's instruments out there. There's so many ways to get to that that are very practical and powerful because the things that drive us aren't necessarily defined by a job per se. So I have a lot of 
uh, folks I work with that are heavily driven by impact and they want to make impact. And so every time they go into a job, they're thinking about impact. We just need to get a language around what uh, really drives us. That is just the, the thing we like to do when we walk in. And the two last ones that I that I see in the clarifiers are skills, which is how are we using our skills or capabilities? Uh, are our capabilities using us? Because sometimes you can have a skill and that becomes your identity. It doesn't need to be. And then we, we do a lot of great work with that. And the last piece that's um, important is to understand is how you're giving yourself back. Because one of the best quotes I've uh, follow Linda Hill, who is a writer and uh, teaches leadership development at Harvard. And she says, uh, leaders need to under- understand that how people experience themselves when they're with you is often leadership right there. So wow. it's, it's a clarifier. Yeah. It's a clarifier. I call dials, which is knowing that when you're with someone, there's this, this place you want to be where you you absolutely want to be who you are but at the same time you want to give value back in that moment and you can be mindful in the moment of what you're dialing up and dialing down in yourself to give back to that person it's very powerful and it's very teachable so all of that together i know that's a lot but i in a very almost programmatic systematic way inspirational way I created a way for leaders to actually get their arms around what their center is. And that level of self-awareness and language about yourself allows you to incredibly self-regulate and pick your moments. And you become more aware of the environment inside of yourself that is the place where you can gain great clarity, calmness, and conviction. And you're not as nearly impacted by the environment around you. Wow. that. That oh. is a lot, but you know what's awesome? This is a podcast, so people can just rewind a few minutes and listen to it again. <laughs> well, it's it, it is because it's the whole journey of that of that piece, but it's yeah. it's where it all begins. And once people have that, though, it's transformative. It is. It's it's great because you realize that you can work much wider base in yourself, you have much more capacity for your leadership than you might have imagined. And you know what I love about what you just shared and the work that you do is that um, you work with business leaders. However, I think everything that you shared applies to all people, whether or not you're a business leader, a CEO, a parent, a, a youth minister, no matter what your role is, it can apply because you are leading in some way. You That's know, you, you might be the leader of your business. You might be the leader of your family. Maybe you're the leader of your friends, the leader of your community. And at the very least, you are the leader of yourself. That's true. So, you know, the way that you are showing up within yourself and for yourself, as like you said, it impacts other people. So if some people listening were like, okay, those are great lessons, but those are just for business leaders. No, not at all. What you are sharing are for the, the lessons you are sharing are for everybody. That's correct. That is absolutely true. That's absolutely true because... What we have to give back to ourselves richly to be able to give back to others richly. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I love that. So in the context of this show, having it all, um, having it all means having an abundant, loving life. I'm curious, Amy, what does having it all mean to you? I think uh, where that begins is where I have learned having it all begins is having a wealth of self-compassion because life can be very, it's going to be up and down. We're going to have things in life. We can, we can build momentum and, and get, and get, you know, get where we, where we want to go at the same time. As we all know, life happens to us. Things happen. We didn't plan. We can go through hardships. And we have to be able to also step out into arenas, as Brene Brown calls them in her work. I love her word, arena, to make 
change in our life, we have to take some risks. And self-compassion, you have a wealth of self-compassion. It's it's a place where you you can forgive yourself. You, you can accept uh, that you can't control everything. You can learn. Um, it's been well-researched that self-compassion has a lot to do with our presence. We can have peace in our own skin. So I think that's, that's the base of having an abundant life. It really begins with that. Because from there, you're better, you're better, you're better able to evolve. Uh, I, I see that with my clients who uh, gain deeper self-compassion for themselves. They're better able to uh, not feel so defensive because they, unless people are defining who they are, they're beginning to understand that it's okay who they are. They're enough. As one of my clients told me, I'm enough. Yeah. And from that place, though, interestingly, you can give back more. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good place to be. So that's what I consider a, an abundant life right there. I, I love examples. Would you be able to give us an example of what self-compassion has looked like for you personally so maybe an area in your life where um you haven't always been as compassionate and therefore you're working on your own self-compassion well i think in starting the work i did in 2008 i really did a pretty hard switch i didn't come up from a traditional career trajectory to go into this work matthew and so it was it's a little daunting i i had to go out and spend 20,000 on certifications and do all kinds of different things. And, and I was doing a lot of new things that I hadn't done exactly in that form or in any deliberate way at all in my past career. So I learned something that my clients actually ended up teaching me because when we go into something new and we're throwing ourselves out on the, in, in this, in a scary new arena where we're, we're unproven and we don't necessarily walk in with the credentials, we might be asking the question, well, how well will I perform? How good am I going to perform? And that question can kind of sometimes set us up, and it did for me at times, to be less self-compassionate. So if I did a meeting, a training, or facilitated, or worked on something, and it didn't quite go off as I expected, I you know, we can all be really hard. I knew there were times it was definitely hard on myself. Everybody can. Yeah. Be. And you're trying something new. So, and I would courageously call my client up and say, okay, what did you think of that? <laughs> oh, you'd ask for feedback. Yeah, ask for feedback. And yeah. It's really hard, but feedback I think is huge. And if I, I, uh, I had the privilege of working with a client that facilitates live feedback. They don't even do paper 360s. People sit down. And it's been such a gift to me because – Feedback is so powerful, but it takes such an enormous amount of courage. Yes, yes. And so, but where that took me, my clients taught me this, is the question moves from how well will I perform to when you really start to have, grow your self-compassion and accept that you're learning and be okay with that and be open about that with people and allow their feedback to help shape your journey. The question changed to how big can I serve? And uh, that is that is where it tends to go. Uh, uh, that's where it tends to go. And I, I think that answered your question. But yeah, it did. And that's interesting. That's how self look. Say it again. That's how self compassion tends to to evolve a bit for us. I believe. Yeah, yeah. And and what you shared, it's it started with a question that was really about you know the ego. You know, like yes. how well can I perform? So it's you're comparing yourself to something else. And so it's your ego thing. You know, it's your ego kind of measuring it up. But it through what you shared, it shifts and it com goes from an internal thing to an external thing. How how much or how big, how grand can I give back? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, an incredibly powerful shift in in frame of mind, because I personally believe that. Um, you know, that, that idea of that giver's gain, right? Like mm -hmm. you give and give and give and the universe will, will give back to you. And so, um, that's awesome. That's a, that's a powerful, it's a powerful shift. And I would say my clients taught me that. Ah, that's awesome. So you're learning from your clients. Your clients have hired you to probably teach them something, but you've, <laughs> uh, you're also there 
being a student as well as a teacher? Uh, we're sojourners together. Yeah. Amazing. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So earlier you mentioned a guy, um, an author, a uh, a man, Stephen Covey, who is somebody that I, I'm a huge fan of. Um, I've read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People multiple times. And I am all about habits. I'm all about forming healthy empowering habits and really examining habits. So with you, Amy, what are some of the habits of health and self-love that you practice regularly? You, you, you hit on a really big thing that it's huge to, uh, to demonstrate something that you give back yourself and it's, in a, it's, it's embedded in, a, in your daily life. And especially now that I'm working with clients and I, I never want them to work beyond their capacity to a point of burnout or exhaustion. It makes, it's just, it's just not the right thing to do. And so my habits, uh, simple things is down to, I drink matcha green tea a couple times a day. I gave up coffee and the big thick, uh, I've had a, a, one of my friends say it tastes like you're drinking grass, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I love it. I, I do. I've got quite a taste for it. Tivana's matcha green tea, as simple as that sounds, but I always have to have my, my afternoon matcha green tea. I travel with it and everything. Uh, but that's, that's part of that. I also, I have a, I try to do this shutdown process at the end of the day where I, I shut, I start shutting myself down. I, I, I allow myself uh, a little, ritual to let go of the day spend time with those two old cats that talked about in the beginning of the podcast yes. and i kind of just spend some time with the house um i you know i have i i, I shut my room down the office and things just everything gets kind of it's it gets it's, there's a shutdown process and whatever that mm. shutdown process is is, is very powerful for me and so it's so and I found that it's sort of a way of saying goodbye to that day. Mm. And I wake up every morning and I wake up every morning and I say to myself, all I have is today and eternity. And that's it. I really don't know about the rest, but that's all I've got. And those sorts of things, they, that's what works for me. That's part of what keeps me grounded. Mm, so it sounds like you powerfully wrap up each day. And then when you wake up the following day, um, you become very present and you look at things in a day at a time as opposed to, you know, stretched out a, a much, much further. Because all you can really impact is today and all you can really impact is right now. That's what I took away from that. That's true. And especially when you have your own business, your own soul. You know, I'm a solopreneur. I, I don't have a company. I don't work for a company. So you live in you know, whatever happens, whatever momentum happens, you can't always predict. And, and you have to just trust the momentum you're creating. You don't have the sense of when you, when you move off of regular paychecks and you move into a life of entrepreneurship, it's, it's trusting, it's trusting something, different things. And it's, it's not allowing yourself to go to cling to systems that don't exist in your life anymore. And frankly, might've been false securities anyway. So that's what being on my own since 2008 has definitely taught me to just trust what you can give back in the moment that you're in. Hmm. 
you mentioned self-compassion earlier. Um, what are some examples of habits of self-compassion? Like if, if there was a listener who heard you say, you talk about self-compassion, but they don't really know how to practice that in their lives. Can you give an example of, of a habit of self-compassion? I think it's a couple of things. One is just to be able to laugh at yourself and not take what you do and how you do it so seriously. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, that things aren't perfect. You can live in your evolution. You don't have to live in your perfection. It's fine. I think being willing to forgive yourself, I mentioned that, just it's okay. It's all right. Forgive others too because uh, we tend to freeze people. If someone did something wrong or we didn't like them or something happened or an event, events happen in our life, we freeze people around these events and we think that's what it's all about then and we concentrate on that is getting past all of that and just yeah. saying you know, people are people they're going to learn and everybody's like a chapter everybody's got a lot of things going on in their life and they're learning and that leads me to the last maybe habit there would be it would be being willing to learn being willing to say okay i got to get some feedback i got to understand what i did there i got to learn about what i'm doing i got to learn about myself and that's great because that's a great path to be on. It's a very empowering path to be on. And, and it, 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 that definitely builds, definitely builds self-compassion. Mm, absolutely. And I think when you are in the process of forgiving people, you know, forgiving people for how they showed up in your life, for things they may have done um, to you, 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 like you said, that's, that's the second step. And the third step is you're looking for the lesson in that. And you're trying to discover what can I learn from this. I think you can even take it a step further. And once you've forgiven them, found the lesson, you can even thank them. You right. can say, thank you for showing up the way you did because, you know, I summoned you that way and I can learn a lesson from how you showed up in my life. So thank you. And I think when you're able to do that, you can truly move on and you, and you, 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 you let go of that frozen, that frame that you've frozen that person in time and you can continue on with your life. Yeah. And then you're free. You're free. Yeah. Mm, that's powerful. I want to talk now about something called an epic challenge. Um, so I've been in a, an accountability group for a couple of years now and uh, I absolutely love it. I think accountability groups are awesome. Um, one of the things that this group does is we talk about an epic challenge, and that's an area in our lives where we are just stuck. We're stuck in our understanding, and we need some help from outsiders to give some new perspective to help us move through these things. And uh, I've presented a number of epic challenges to my group, and um, it's really it's really been powerful for me. So, Amy, I am curious, what is a current epic challenge that you are working on? Well... That's a good question. I think there's one that's maybe arising and I am beginning to, I'm starting to get up to the front door to greet it in a, in a healthiest way possible. So as you know, I'm working on the Lead from Center book. Mm -hmm. It's really about helping leaders lead with their highest intention in intense disruptive times. And it's a massive project because I'm in year two writing because I am really connecting deep discovery of what we do inside ourselves as leaders with what's really happening in the, in the corporate world and trying to speak to my reader and give them, uh, give them some practical but powerful thoughts on how to move through it just exactly is what I do in my practice. And so the epic challenge attached to that is obviously getting the work done and honoring what's in front of me today, which is the current work with my current clients. And then what the, what the big challenge will be is a lot of decisions of once that's written is what do, how do I want to give that back on a grander scale? And I think there's a lot of ways to go on that. And that'll be what, what will be a big, some big decisions there. And I'm sort of readying myself, I guess, in a way, and uh, one of the things I've been doing to face that challenge is a term that I have that I use with my clients is possibility partners. I think what we need in our life when we're crossing something that is going to be probably maybe bigger than us is to enlist a lot of possibility partners in your life to help you think. And as you said, I love the idea that you're talking about going to an accountability group because there are probably a bunch of possibility partners in that room. Oh, yeah that help you see possibility 
and help you think critically in all dimensions of what you're doing to be able to deal, to face it. And one of the things is I realize it's not, I, I'm not into bigness because it's bigness because it's like a big deal. I, I'm not, I really want to create something that I feel I can be in flow with, that I feel that I, I, I connect with the way that, that resonates with the best way I connect with the world. So I'm going to have to be very intentional about what I do in this next season as the, as the book gets finished and what, what that means next. And that's going to, that's sort of my epic challenge. There's a lot of unknowns there, but uh, I'll, I'll be getting a lot of people like you, Matthew, to help me think through it. <laughs> oh, that's powerful. I, I'm like I said, I'm a, I'm a big believer on um, bringing in other people to help lend perspective. And um, you are as well, as you just shared, because I think that, you know, a lot of times we can just get bogged down in what we're working on um, or a challenge that we're facing. We're just looking at it through a single perspective, looking at it through a single lens. And other people can bring a whole lot, a whole lot to the table, including just wisdom, experience, and can help right. us to, you know, stop bumping our head against the same thing over and over. And that's what I found um, by opening myself up to feedback and really humbling myself to feedback because I think from myself personally, my ego thinks it knows a whole lot, but I find that each, you know, each time, each time I humble myself and humble my ego and I recognize I really don't know anything. I grow. Right. And that's been an amazing process for me. We, we, yeah. Once we, we can learn so much. So it's so powerful and exciting and fulfilling. Yeah. It is. It is. So I want to talk real quick about something from one of your blog posts that I read. Um, this this post was from a number of years ago, and um, you talk about the what's called the "you matter" voice. And to bring the listener up to speed, um, this blog is really gets into some of the head games that can happen when we're doubting ourselves, and how the root of these head games is fear. And your antidote to that fear was two things. It was to embrace presence, which is the you matter voice, and passions, which is your why in action. So can you talk to me a little bit about those things, about the you matter voice and really about the why? Well, the, we're, amazing, uh, we're amazing humans are about reading ourselves. I worked with a wonderful coach myself, you might know, Melissa Gordon. Mm, Yes, yes. So Melissa uh, has helped me in my speaking work. She's just tremendous. And she had something very impactful to say when we started working together. She said, you know, the minute you walk into a room, people can tell whether you're, you're, you know, at peace with yourself or not, even before you speak. Mm, Wow. And so... Uh, there is a great amount of inside work we need to do before we ever really have to go into a venue where we're giving ourselves back, where we need to center ourselves and find find that place in ourselves to say, yeah, we're okay. I'm all right. I'm enough. And it's all right. And settle ourselves down, quiet the mind, and get into a place where you're at peace being present with yourself. So you walk in the room, you're at peace being present to, to the room. And, and that is, again, going back to what we've been talking about this entire podcast really is self-compassion is when you feel like you don't need to have anything given to you to stand you up, you can give more. Mm. And so that's part of the, the presence piece. And there's a lot of great work on that, um, there's just amazing work on that out there from other researchers and teachers and such. Uh, the passion piece is something I discovered. So there's, there's a number of really powerful platforms out there that allow you to uh, look at passions and not passion as a thing that you do, but as an energy you wish to exhibit. And I have discovered some fantastic platforms that do that work. So I think that's going to become much more 
prominent in our working world. We didn't think we could get to people at that individualized level, but we can. So, for instance, one of my passions is uh, a connect. I have a connecting connector passion, being you know among people and connecting them and seeing those bridges built. And then I have a high passion for impact. So. I'm always thinking when I'm working with my clients, I have this term and one of them is like, what do you mean by that? It's like landing point. There's a landing point where you know that people firmly need to land somewhere to be able to make whatever change that needs to happen really happen. And that's always running in my mind when I'm working with people is thinking about impact and, and how they're going to get to impact. And so there's, powerful ways to get to what your passions are. And that's one of, that's a good piece of work I do with my clients. But once you kind of get that language and you can get to a place where you understand how to settle yourself into being present at peace with yourself in a place of calm and clarity and conviction, you can, from that, you know, arises a very strong voice that matters. You know, you matter, the voice matters. And you can be more patient with people in the process. Mm, I love that. This is another point in the podcast where I recommend people rewind a couple minutes because what you just shared is powerful, powerful stuff. So, Amy, as we come to a close here, um, I have one final question for you. You have this really incredible journey of the work that, you, that you've done, the courage to, to, to step out and do your own thing. Um, the the learning around emotional intelligence, self-awareness, compassion. I'd like for you to share with us something that you've learned about yourself along your journey that you didn't know. I think one of the best things I've learned over the years is that it's important to honor what creates real flow, what, what creates real connection for you. In other words, every single person walking on this planet has a way that they're meant to give back very, very unique value. And we can go into environments and feel like we have to just fall completely. And, you know, we give up the, the journey of discovering what that is. And what I want to say to most people is, first of all, you don't actually have to extract yourself from your environment to figure that out. You, you, you can take the time to figure out what it is inside of you, what your center is, and how to connect to that meaningfully and be able to still live in the environment you're in and give back differently and be very, very powerful. And you don't necessarily have to run away to the next thing. And I think that's the biggest thing. The other thing I think I've learned is that you have, we have more, we can create more momentum than we realize. Not by what's being given to us by, but more by how we, what we focus our energies towards. Mm, And when we really get down to where we focus our energy, it's surprising. So I just say that it's about really understanding and holding on to holding, having very clear intention was, was, was a big lesson and trust that intention is that when you get clear on your intention, you, you can really create a, a lot of powerful momentum, even in the highest of uncertainty, the highest of challenging circumstances. Mm, it's powerful stuff. So Amy, I want you to have a quick opportunity to talk about your book and um, let us know, you know, where we can find out more information about the book. Well, the book is not done yet, Mr. Matthews. So we're, we're going to get that book done this year. That You can awesome. be my account partner on that. But I will tell you that the book is essentially the journey of leading through center and disruptive time. So, you know, how – and it's definitely geared uh, – as you said, it's I'm gearing it towards my, uh, most of what my client base is, which are, are organizational leaders, but certainly it would apply to anyone – uh, who who needs to harness a lot of intention in their life and, and move forward in very difficult, volatile circumstances. And we want to work through the three questions of what, you know, what is your center? 
So what I described earlier as what that was, what you really are in the center of. So can you step back and how do you look at the environment you're really a part of and see it differently? Because once you see it differently, you change your mindset around it. And then the third thing is how to cultivate the healthiest dialogue right now, because we can have a lot of opinions, but it's very different to create dialogue. And uh, those three questions are tightly coupled. They matter to each other, and that's what the book is about. That's what the book is about. Mm, I love that. I love that. So if, uh, for the listeners out there who want to learn more about you, where can they go? Well, just go to, uh, you know, find Amy Baylog on LinkedIn. That's a lot. There's a lot there. And then there is uh, the website, which is spelled a little unique. It's connectionpoint.com, but it's spelled C-O-N-N-E-X. T I O N point.com because I took the X and made it a little guy so I could have the logo. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and essentially I'm on Twitter. I, I, I have a lot, as I'm writing, I'm actually uh, posting on Twitter, a lot of uh, the perspective of the book. So in some ways the Twitter feed is part of the book. So I have a handle on Twitter of A-E-A-L-O-G, and they can find me in all those places. Wonderful, wonderful. And I will also include links to everything that you mentioned in the show notes for this episode, so they'll be there as well. Amy, thank you. Thank you so thank much you. For, for coming on this uh, on the show with me, having a conversation, um, sharing your amazing wisdom. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you, Matthew. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, that's right. We are one of the shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you have to do is visit www.firesidenetwork.com forward slash having it all from there you can access all of the episodes see the show notes learn about my guests and more second we also have a standalone website for having it all where you can learn about me discover how we further our mission at having it all and pick up some free content around creating your ideal life and just experiencing life more powerfully you can find that at www havingitall.co. Again, that's www.havingitall.co. Thanks again for listening to the show. Here's to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.